In this conversation, we're speaking to Mr. Fully Paid, a man who's had a different upbringing to a lot of us in this conversation right now. He's been through Prue. He's built a brand that is synonymous with a lot of people listening to this conversation right now. He also teaches us how to build a brand, how to build a clothing business, and a lot more about relationships that he has with the people around him. Stick around with this episode, especially if you're really interested in the space of clothing and also just to get to know a guy behind the mask. Thank you so much. Guys, please, like I say every single time, don't forget to like, subscribe, and we want to hear more about what you guys want from us. Thank you. Mr. Fully Paid, where do we need to begin this conversation to understand you? Anywhere you want. Anywhere. Don't mind. Okay. Let's start with this. Every single one of us here um, has a different family structure. Yeah. Um, we want to understand your family structure to understand you. Okay. Family structure. When you mean family structure, in, in being more in depth. In your household, mm-hmm. um, growing up, yeah. what was it like? It was cool. It was fun. Um, I can't really. I, w- I won't really say we had like a bad childhood. Like I think it was just fun, exciting. Uh, enjoyed ourselves with the little we had. So yeah, it was fun. I think it was fun. Do you have siblings? Yeah, got two sisters. So yeah, it was all fun. Hectic sometimes, but yeah. In what it way? It's fun. Like just just did some crazy stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> Within the household, like outside the household, yeah, arguments and that, all that. But all blessed. Yeah, those girls are girls in it, so yeah, I have to understand them. So, how how's your relationship with them now? No, it's always been good, always been good. But obviously, as growing up now, obviously I understand females mm. properly, so it's good stuff. Do you feel like being the sort of sole male figure mm. in that household has shaped you in any way? Uh, and if so, in what way? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it taught me how to like obviously treat women. Um, and obviously how to deal with women's like emotions and stuff like that at different times. So yeah, just taught me how to like kind of be more like understanding females. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're interesting in it. So <laughs> you have to understand them. <laughs> yeah, that's about it really. Interesting. Yourself as a child, I want to understand that first because what we do here at Perspective is we try to understand the man mm-hmm. right now and the child before the man. We were all children once. Yeah, I've said it co- countless times here. Yeah. I was a very interesting child. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bullied when I was younger. Uh, mm-hmm. You probably can tell from the way I speak now. Yeah. <laughs> very different things, so many yeah. different things. Um, but from you, mm-hmm. in your perspective, how were you growing up in secondary school? How were you in terms of your friendship group? Uh, well, s- secondary school didn't, well, I enjoyed secondary school, but like it didn't really, it wasn't really the greatest because obviously I didn't last in it. So, Ooh. didn't really last. Why? Uh, it wasn't even bad. It just class clown, little things and here and there. And then, yeah, like me and my friends ended up getting kicked out, went to a unit. But like, that was probably one of the worst things that happened because it was kind of, unit's boring. Like, it's just a bunch of bad kids and it's just dead. And then obviously I realized being in mainstream school is actually kind of like better. So, but growing up in school, it was, it was good. But halfway through, we just went down the wrong path. What is that wrong path? Like literally just with the wrong crowd, 
you know, doing things that we wasn't, what, what I wasn't meant to be doing and stuff like that. So it just led me down the wrong way to getting kicked out of school and stuff like that. So, yeah, which was a bit of a embarrassing moment. Was, was it like a build up of different things that you do? Yeah, it was, it, was a, it, was, it was all mounting up. <laughs> it was all <laughs> mounting like up. One thing, get out. Yeah, like literally it was just all bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. But obviously I thought we can, I thought I will be, I thought personally I'll always be able to get away with it. Like, yeah. and get away. Little thing, but what but was it, the final piece that was like, this guy needs to get out? They, I think where it was is like they just literally just I think they just had enough one day it wasn't no actual final piece it was just like one of them ones it was just piling up piling up piling up and then they just said yeah like we gotta send you elsewhere yeah obviously I thought they were joking mm-hmm. but then yeah so you ended up going to Peru yeah okay what's that again at Peru it's a bunch of bad everyone's just everyone, everyone, like, everyone um, just gets kicked out yeah for kicked out yeah what year was this how old were you uh, I think I was Year nine, year ten, year nine. Going into year ten. Okay. Yeah, going into year ten. So I'm, I'm guessing that's the first time life took a sort of unnormal way. Yeah, because it was embarrassing. Like you know, what I mean, everyone's going to school. Yeah. And then you're going to prove with your friends in it. Obviously, friends that obviously were in the same school as me as well. We all went in together, but like it's kind of embarrassing because like, everyone like like your parents and that it was just it was quite embarrassing yeah. at the time it was embarrassing because i just realized that oh like it's not cool now because yeah. everyone's going to school mm-hmm. would you be the guys school. that all turn off at school on the bikes yeah like <laughs> after school after school like, after a while we just stopped going because we realized like this is actually kind of like yeah. it's a bit embarrassing like everyone's in uniform we're not in uniform we look oh. odd like we just said yeah like we just stopped going back to the old school mm. and then we just carried just went on with our new life in the proof to be fair met different people yeah um but the Peru wasn't as, you know, it wasn't the greatest, but it taught us different life skills and stuff like that. So mm. it wasn't as, it was bad. It wasn't good for education like that, but it taught us different stuff as well. Mm. They did anyway. They did. They kind of cared. They taught us more about life, etc., and stuff like that. So in some sort of way, it weren't the worst because obviously things we learned as well about life skills and what path to take and other stuff like that. But, Education wise, it was yeah, not the greatest to be honest. If you can paint the picture for me, yeah, I've never been to Peru. Yeah, I've never known anybody um, to even teach there, so I wouldn't know what it's like. In a day to day basis, how did that look like? On a day to day, yeah, like you go in. Um, you mentioned you know that. Funny enough, we actually got paid to actually come in. No some way. of us didn't want to go. What? Full so team? yeah, so if we go in for a full week, we will get twenty pound. The guy in charge used to pay us to come in, like, so, like, if we're going for a full week, he'll either take us for a trip or he'll buy us, like, food and that, like, it's mad. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. actually mad. So, like, if you come in for a full week, you're actually going to get money or he's going to take you to a trip. Like, it's this Was it out of his own pocket? Or Is that, that I don't know who, where it was coming from, but, like, right, we have some at, at the end of the week, he'll give you a £20. Okay. Just to obviously, No, like, to everyone, because, like, people never used to turn up. Mm. So I think it was, like, a mind game thing, incentives, like, okay, cool, if they turn up, I can do this and that. So people used to actually turn up because they know, end of the week, we're either going to get money. Or we're going to go do something. Or we're going to do something dope. So that's what it was. So, yeah, he was doing that to, like, yeah. So we actually used to turn up every day because there was a time I said, I'm not going, this is rubbish. But then, obviously, my friends started getting the £20 and stuff like that and other stuff and then going on trips. So then every day, we just used to turn up and get what we needed um, which was the 20 pound or the trips so day to day you wouldn't wear yeah you wouldn't wear any uniform nah, no uniform. you can wear whatever you want whatever you want okay you walk into 
the pru yeah. um, with whatever. Yeah. Is it the same in, se- in the sense where in secondary schools, it's like you have five periods a day or four periods a day, have a break, have a lunch, or is it completely different where, how do you pick your subjects that you study? Do you even study subjects? Uh, like I, I've yeah. never seen that. Paint the picture for me. Subject wise, like we had to do maths, English. That was, that was standard. And obviously P, but we couldn't do science. I don't know why, for whatever reason. Actually, yeah, I could understand why. Health and safety. Funds and burdens. Yeah, so they probably just thought, nah, but them, them three things we had to do, like maths and English, they were on to us about, the P was good, it was kind of straightforward. They had a gym in there and stuff like that. And then uh, we had like, we finished at 2.45 every day. But sometimes we finished a bit earlier, like it's mad. Mm. Make sense, but and you start at nine? Yeah, we'll start at nine. But we'll get there <coughs> and if like breakfast will be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have literally breakfast will be there. Oh wow. Cornflakes, toast, whatever you can think of, jam, everything's there. Yeah. So we can wake up in the morning, just go there and know we're gonna have food. Mm. At lunchtime, food is provided as well. Either like they'll give us money to go and buy food or they'll just get a bunch of sandwiches, drinks and stuff like that. Uh, food was never a problem there. Unlimited food. And like, yeah, so just have to do that three, four periods a day and then we could do whatever. There was times where we had no lessons, so we'd just chill out, just go on the computer, chill out, free time, do what we want. Sometimes yeah. we started we started a bit later. I can't remember, there was one time during the week, I think it was a Wednesday or Thursday, we started like, like 11 or something like that. Mm. But yeah. Did it feel like a punishment? No, it didn't feel like a punishment. <laughs> that was like, it felt like I was just like, we just felt like it was at a youth club. Okay, but like the back of our head, I was thinking, right, oh, like edu- this is not really education. This is, this is a bit crazy. But no, there was no punishment whatsoever. They were they were pretty they were pretty cool. Like if anything, they were just trying to keep us sweet. If anything, mm-hmm. they weren't trying to tread on anyone's toes. Were there any clashes? Because you know when they say like when you have similar people in a, like a yeah, yeah, all the time. whatever, there's all the time clashes. There was people from happen. everywhere, not everywhere, but people from a certain part of London stuff like that so yeah there was clashes every now and then but not every time but when there was it was uh, it weren't it weren't good it weren't, it weren't great it weren't great it was actually very very bad yeah. yeah when there was it was bad but everyone else was fine um more time but i think that's because we got what we wanted so there should be no reason for us to act a certain way yeah but sometimes yeah things went left yeah things went absolutely left describe yeah. a time when it went left just normal fights so fights arguments people disagreeing and stuff like that and then obviously there's a gym there like weights flying around there it's not yeah it's long (laughs) so So, yeah but apart from that yes they had it kind of under control more time because they had some like like, very big teachers working there like i'm saying like bodybuilders and stuff like that they were big so Mm. they'll have it kind of under control if anything kicks off they'll have it on on serious control so and you grew up in sorry, sorry. You grew up in um, Hackney, right? Yeah, yeah. Hackney. What was that like? Hackney, uh, Hackney was Hackney was Hackney. Hackney's Hackney. Hackney's <laughs> good. It can be good. It can be <laughs> it can be rubbish. It is what you make it. Um, but Hackney's interesting. I mean, I ain't got really nothing bad to say about it. But yeah, Hackney's Hackney. Not somewhere like I'll grow my kid up. But why? What's there? Nothing's there. Is it? No, not really. Nothing's really, there's nothing really to do, nothing really there. Um, yeah, nah, that's just me. I'm not saying that I had a bad childhood in Hackney, but there's nothing, there's nothing to do mm-hmm. sometimes and stuff like that. So opportunity is kind of limited. 
I'm spot, Where do you envision like raising your kid? Like what what would be different if you raised your kid in a place that you have in mind compared to Hackney? Um well you can raise well, in two ways, like you can raise your kid in Hackney, but I mean with the society we're living in now, you know, you don't know what's gonna come about it. So I don't know, like especially when they go out, there's not much to do. What else are they gonna get up to? So where would I raise them? Um, somewhere like where there's people, ambitious people and stuff like that, motivational people and stuff. I mean, if you're surrounded, let's say, for instance, you went to, I don't know, Hampstead or whatever, yeah. in around there, I mean, Finchley, where the, the mansions and stuff are, yeah, automatically yeah. your brain's going to be thinking mm-hmm. big, wake up in the morning, you see different stuff. Or with Hackney, you wake up in the morning, you're just like, yeah. yeah. No, that's but obviously Hackney's different compared to where, what it was then to now, but... Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can tightly just like you get up and it's just like, it's mad. I was there recently, actually. Um, not far from, there's, I think there's a canal in Hackney. Uh, there's those new apartments that they've built in Hackney Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've completely transformed the area. Yeah, the area is proper transformed. Some parts are transformed, some are not. But yeah, the transformation are not for people like us anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, but for others that obviously didn't grow up in Hackney and they're coming into the transformation is fantastic. There's nothing. Yeah. You've got restaurants and stuff like that. But again, I think it's for them. Cool. I'm going to take you back to the proof. So yeah. obviously you're going there every day. Yeah. Um, how old, sorry, you were 14, year nine, around that age. Yeah. Were you going there for about two years until like you did your GCSEs? Yeah, two years. Um, and from then on, did you like go to college? Were you allowed to go to college or was it uh, a time, kind of continuation? At the time I was playing football, so I was playing I was playing football, so I was right, not too bad, pretty decent. So <laughs> I was playing I was playing football. So my whole thing was like after this, yeah. I used to think in my head, I don't know where half of you lot are going, but I'm going here. Like yeah. I kinda had I kind of had the right idea like where I'm going. Yeah. So I was just playing football. So after after that, when I finished, I went straight to like I went straight to like football to be honest like yeah kicking ball that was it for like two three years mm-hmm. so obviously with football you they do like I think two times a week one day a week you have to go to like the football college and where stuff did you like start that. literally where did where, where what team did i start like yeah afc wimbledon okay yeah yeah i think at the time they were in league two i don't know where they're at now probably league one but playing there at the time so i was there um after as soon as college was done, no, not college, Proof. Proof. Proof, yeah. A couple months later, that's where I was. I was there, so that was good. For yeah, a period it was. Yeah, so I was there. Yeah, so I wasn't really around, you know, <coughs> Hackney. Yeah, as much. Yeah. So because every day, I'm up that way, and you're playing matches every weekend, and yeah, so I was kind of occupied. Did you time. feel like? And sorry, you said you had two sisters. Were you yeah. the oldest? Yeah. yeah. So. Did you feel like you had some sort of role model growing up or someone that you looked at and was like, I want to be like you? Mm, nah. Never? Never, you know. Nah, okay. not, 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 not really, to be fair. Mm. I never really had a role model, to be fair. I never really looked up to anyone to say, yeah, I want to be like this person or stuff like that. Yeah. Nah, not from what I remember. Just, just taking life take, 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 take life as it comes. Yeah. So I never used to look up to anyone and be like, oh, I'm going to be like you, I'm going to be like this. Nah, I just yeah. took life as it comes. Each day, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. That's crazy. In terms of your childhood, now, yeah, you've painted some form of a picture for me. I can understand you now. 
Mr. Felipe, I can see you between my eyes. I can see you improve. I can see weights flying around. I can see so much happening. Yeah. If I was to ask you to look back, mm-hmm. what would you like to change? Um, if anything. I would want to be back in school. I would change, like, I'll finish the whole of year 11. I mean, in school. Mm. Um, I would focus on what really matters than getting distracted. So I would actually focus on football solely and just trying to change the perspective. I think that that would be one, just staying to school. Like, I mean, number one rule, I'm staying in school. And I think that's it. If I was meant to go back, I would love to like, have stayed in school, honestly. Yeah, would that be like advice? Yeah, man. Everyone. Yeah, I would have loved to stay in school, fence. honestly. Because yeah. so if you look at it now, school is actually cool. Hundred percent. It's actually funny. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know I mean, I didn't get to go prom and that, and I saw the picture. And I, was so, <laughs> and I was so upset. Like, I was actually. That, I think that was like that was. All, I was so upset. To this day, it upsets me. Like, everyone went to prom. Yeah. I didn't get to go prom. I saw my friends there, mm. all the pictures, and I was so upset. I was thinking, rah, like, I didn't even get to go prom. This is nah, this yeah. is this is actually so rubbish. Like, no, you're right. But, like, no, I would just stay in school, to be honest. Yeah. I wouldn't be part of the car that the the madness was going on and stuff like that. I would literally just focus on doing me, you know. Sometimes being the bad guy is not even worth it. Honestly, mm. it's just boring. Like that. That's powerful, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it's dead. Being the bad guy is just, there's no point. I mean, mm. some that, that look, now looking at it now, being the good guy is actually cool. Being yeah. the bad guy, it's not, it's not really worth it because then... You look, you end up in Peru, like you get things like it's just privileges just gone. I couldn't even go prom. Um, little things like it's just dead. It's just dead. And obviously when I realised that Peru was a kind of like it weren't making sense. I'm trying to my mom's trying to apply for schools for me, like they're saying no. That's when I realised that this is mad. Like I was blackboarded from like, when I was young. I was thinking, <laughs> this is crazy, I can't even get to another school yeah. at the borough. Yeah. So yeah, man. So it seems like there were a lot of I don't know if you've even classed them as opti- obstacles in retrospect, but at the time it seems like obstacles. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Was there a time where you were like, okay, I'm actually proud of what I've just done? Or what was that first time? Um, not for a very long time. So like, actually, yeah, to be fair, like when I obviously come out of Peru and I started playing like football out of the local borough, um, I didn't feel proud at the time, but after a while, I was like, oh, you know what? This actually feels good because obviously, like, some of my friends I grew up with, like, some in Peru, and I end up in jail. Mm. It's not their, f- obviously, yeah, you obviously have to count, have accountability, but I can understand how you can end up that way yeah. quick and, and stuff like that. So I felt like more like, okay, like more relief, the more lucky because I think I'd rather be playing, I'd rather be doing this than that. Mm. That seems like a headache. So that's when I felt like proud because I was thinking, okay, cool. At least I've beaten some sort of odds of not being that minority that ends up in Peru. Yeah. Goes to jail. That's yeah. it. Like, yeah. So I thought at that time, I thought like, yeah, I felt more proud of myself. Like, okay, I've kind of escaped it. So yeah. at some point, yeah, I have to thank football for a bit because I was yeah. busy doing other things. And when you're busy doing things, you don't have time to think. Yeah. yeah. So you're not really in the mix. So. Yeah. 100%. Growing up, yeah, I'm guessing you knew right from wrong. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Always. Those morals growing up, yeah. who and where were they instilled in you from? What, from right and wrong? Yeah. Like who taught me? Mm-hmm. My mum and dad. Um, like, I knew what was right and it was wrong, so, like... What did they teach you? Like, what path to go down and stuff like that. 
But also, they did all. They didn't always paint the picture of like, the good path. They also taught me that the flip side, like if you don't do this and that, this what can happen and this and that. So I like I knew what was right and wrong. But sometimes I just did the wrong thing, and I don't know why. <laughs> I had no reason to, but it just happened. But also, I knew like guilty conscience in my head. I was thinking that like, my parents didn't teach me this, so like why am I doing this sometimes? But, mm. yeah, you live and learn. So sometimes you just have to learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think everyone watching now is wondering the question that I'm going to ask you. Go on. Why are you wearing a mask? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I wearing a mask? Um, it's a good question. You know what? I think when the brand came about, I had Instagram before. But personal then, one? Yeah, personal one. Yeah, yeah. Show no face. Ma- no mask, no nothing. You know, okay. Yeah. But I didn't, I came off Instagram. So, cause I just thought this is just boring. I don't really want to be on Instagram no more. So I just wanted to live a like shut down life, kind of low profile. So um, I didn't have Instagram for a long period of time. But then when I did start the brand, I didn't still didn't have Instagram. Mr. Fully Paid account, and then I think my friends were like, "Oh yeah, if you, you need the brand panel needs a needs to see it, person yeah, yeah. or whatever." So then that's when that account got created. So when I came on it, I was just like, okay, cool. I'm just going to wear a mask because I don't really want people to know what I look like. I don't want people to kind of know what I'm up to and stuff like that. Like, I just want to hide their ten- identity. Those who know me know who I am, etc. But I don't want to, don't want my life to be open out in the public with no masks and stuff. So Why? I just thought, because I just want a private, I just want a calm private life. I just want to go on holiday in peace. Like, if I see someone from UK, Mm. They wear my brand They won't know it's me Fantastic I want to just rather Live a quiet like, <coughs> Life off the thing So like That that Instagram Is the fully paid That's just solely fully paid yeah. like, Everything around it's Around the brand It's not really like My personal 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 life So That's what I prefer anyway Personally Because mm. if I like, If I did walk away From the brand today Instagram's gone Everything's gone That's me I, I wouldn't have Instagram no more I would just mm. live a Normal Calm life Yeah so I wouldn't be on the social network. I'm just, I don't know, I just don't see the point of it. Yeah, I, th- I think, so you, you mentioned on the brand and it's probably worth like explicitly saying for people that are watching who yeah. aren't familiar, what is fully paid? Um, I, I guess, yeah, that's a good place to start. What is fully paid? Yeah. Fully paid is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, fully paid is clothing brand. Um, been around for like six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, come a long way, very like, far long long way so yeah. yeah fully pays the clothing brand i'm yeah. not sure some people might have seen it some people might have not but mm-hmm. i'm sure you have i think yeah, oh we definitely have now <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we've done enough yeah, yeah, yeah. for people to see so yeah 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 i firstly before coming here in the first yeah. place um i had the question in my mind where i was like why is he wearing a mask mm. but now i understand why you're wearing a mask yeah, yeah my question is why do you go by an alias in terms of your name Mm. And not your real name, but I think I'm starting to understand why. Yeah, um, you know it is. I want the brand to do. I want the brand to be the brand. I don't want to be. I don't want it to be about me. So I always try and link everything to the brand. So let's say if I wanted to start another brand today, tomorrow, I'll always do the same thing again. It, I want it to be all about the brand, not about me. I'm not a reality show, so. Yeah. It can't. It doesn't need to be about me. It has to be about the brand, the products you're selling, everything. So um, that's why I just thought, yeah, let me just mask. 
and keep the mysteriousness of people mm. saying, why is he always wearing a mask? Like, you're curious. Like, why is he wearing a mask? Yeah. want to see his face, etc. Nothing. There's nothing even exciting underneath the mask anyway. But it's just like <laughs> the curiosity, isn't it? Yeah. But it's like it builds curiosity, which yeah, is good yeah. sometimes because some people is always like cautious in the head. This guy's yeah. always got a mask. Like, who is he? What is yeah. this guy? How does yeah. he look like? Stuff like that. So that's I like that anyway because it just triggers your head. We've seen a few people in your space yeah. um, that do a similar thing. So you've got the owner of Trapstar, yeah, that does the exact same thing. Yeah. And then you've got Central Seas Manager, that <laughs> does yeah. the exact same thing. Question is, are you ever planning to take it off? Nah, never. Never, never. never That's never. good. I, I it's never gonna, I've gone too far. I've gone far in. Like, yeah. I've gone too deep in the ocean. Yeah. So then now, just take it off and be like, hey, hi, hey. Hi, I'm here, guys. I'm here. After six years, uh, hey, I'm here. Like, <laughs> it just wouldn't make sense, like, yeah. for me. I've gone too far. If I was going to do that, I think I would have done it, like, a, the like beginning. from the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I've gone too, way too far in to come and take it off. It just mm. doesn't make sense. I'll even feel weird anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Just keep it how it is. To be fair, I don't think I would. I would never do it. To be honest, never. It's just, it just wouldn't happen. Interesting. I think there's a lot of value that we can get from this conversation, from like even a, a marketing perspective. Yeah. Whether someone is starting a brand in clothing or I don't know, an app or whatever it is. What was it that really helped you to grow your Instagram page and make fully paid the brand that it is now? Um, just being ourselves. That's just, just being ourselves as much as possible. Um, literally building everything around us, just literally just being ourselves. I think that's the that's the key thing, to be fair, of everything. There's no point of doing something and um, you're not really true to yourself. Um, the brand doesn't represent what you've come up with or what, for whatever reason, but you just just being true, that's it, just being organic to yourself, to be fair. Like everything with Fully Page is literally organic. All the relationships, people wearing it, Hi to big people everything's been built off like relationships so we try and make it as organic as possible not like watered down and stuff like that explain this to me now yeah mm. off air we're talking about perspective as a name yeah fully paid why I don't understand but why is it called fully and paid what what link did those two words have together um the words fully paid uh, and who came up with it where good question my cousin came up with it business partner but fully paid its name as itself I mean, everyone wants to be fully paid. So the names go both hand hand in hand. It's a rememberable name, it's catchy, like you're gonna remember mm. it. So I think fully paid is like, it just, it represents a lot of things in everywhere. And it can hit, and it can be, everyone can relate to it. Um, so that's why the name's probably like, firm. everyone can relate to fully paid like in general. Maybe not the clothes, not everyone's gonna like the clothes. I can understand that, but the name, it, it, it it resembles a lot of things that happen. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the question that I asked because yeah. I know there's someone watching saying, wait, I am being myself and yeah, there's yeah. no progress in my brand. Like what actionable steps can someone take? Is it like on social media, they pay for marketing or they do influence marketing? Like imagine you're speaking to someone that wants to, to grow. And, and bro, there's a lot of people that um, are starting to, you know, starting clothing brands that just don't know where to start and i actually put on my um, instagram a few weeks ago drop me a message if you're starting a business like i want to help out like whether it's investment or whatnot and the people that said i'm starting a clothing brand i just said to them i'm not getting involved because it's because it seems you. very very saturated <laughs> i don't blame so you. what actionable steps can someone take to thrive in the clothing scene today i mean 
it's hard, isn't it, to kind of break down the steps. But like, I mean, at this current moment, the market's saturated. There's too many clothing brands in the UK. Way too many. Okay. So I could say what I could say now or whatever, but that might not work. Because this mm. wasn't six years ago. Six mm-hmm. years ago, five years ago, the market wasn't so saturated. Yeah. Um, so it's tough to kind of like even say where do they start. Uh, but what I would say is like they should just be their self. I mean, as far as you're yourself and you, you're hungry, you enjoy, the, you enjoy what you do and you have passion for it, I'm sure it will pull through some way. Because, I mean, for instance, every market is saturated, but... I mean, it's down to you to be fair. How like how how hungry you are. I mean, if you're hungry and stuff like that, you do your research. I'm sure you can pull through. But as of now, UK there's a lot of like it's very saturated. So you have to be a bit more smart with it. Of how you're gonna. It's it's tough. To be yeah. Fair. I mean, it's tough. If it's a, if it's a men's brand. Mm. Yeah, it's really you're, you're, you're finished. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough because it's, you you get you know what I mean. You're gonna have to compete with not only like the upcomings. You're gonna have to compete with the Hot uh, cream, the cream, and no, I, I honestly yeah. appreciate the honesty because a lot of people would, even if they don't feel you know like suitable to give advice, they'd still give it. Yeah. But I like the fact that you said, "Look, it's very saturated now." Yeah, yeah. I came from a time where it's six years ago, not so saturated. Um, but yeah, no. But I think like, if you're if you're really if your brand's really good, it's got a good name, yeah. and you're hungry, you can you can make it, you can yeah, do it. Yeah. So it's down to the person. I think it all stems down to who's in charge, who's who's running the show and what they're doing it for. If they're just doing it to sell clothes and how do you, how, how, mm. where are you going? You're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. If you're doing it for a purpose and stuff like that and you know exactly where you're going, I'm sure you can come, you can kind of make it to the highest level because I think everyone always thinks, oh yeah, UK, but there's, the world's big. You can make it anywhere in the world. So it's up, yeah. to, it's up to you to be fair, how you kind of like, Take what, your, where, what your direction and your vision is. Yeah, I, I always think of it as like, if you're going if you're going into a saturated market mm-hmm. and you feel kind of unmotivated just know there's going to be someone just like you that's going to actually come out and be successful yeah, yeah, so yeah. make that you yeah, yeah yeah so i mean yeah clothing's yeah big market saturated in the uk so you've got it is a very big market the brand doesn't have to look spectacular but i mean there's many brands that are not spectacular but they're big, etc. Stuff like that, and that can be from high-end brands and stuff like. That. Some high-end brands are not the greatest. Like you look at it, but it's not. It's not about how the how sick the brand is. You know I mean, it depends on who the person is, what their marketing strategy is, and stuff like that. That plays a part on how well the brand does. Mm. Yeah. It's funny you say that actually, because um, and, you, and you talking about how well a brand does. Because the first time I came across Felipe in the first place mm. was about a year ago, and I saw this and I was like. I was in foot side then. Mm. I saw fully paid for the first time and I was like, yeah. never seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> but for you to get in there in the first place, I don't know how that comes about. <laughs> yeah. Teach me how the hell that comes about. How do you get your brand into foot side then? Mm. You must know someone. Nah, you don't have to know someone because we, we came in the game not knowing anyone um, at that level, not one person. But I mean, if you're doing the right things, they'll find you. They'll come. They'll, they'll actually find you. They're, they're scouts. You might as well call them scouts. Like, they have their scouts. They have their people that work underground. They'll they'll come out. They'll come and reach out to you. You won't mm. have to go to them. They'll reach out to you. If you're doing what you're doing and you're doing well, yeah, they'll reach out to you. Is that how it happened? Yeah, they'll reach out to you. They'll come. To, they'll talk to you and 
you go whatever happens from there happens from. But they would they 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 they're obviously a big company, so mm-hmm. their job is to find who's doing well, etc. What suits the stores and other things like that. So if whoever's doing a brand and they're really really doing well, then they'll find you. They probably even know about the brand already. I'm sure they know about tons of UK brands. That's their job. Their job is to find brands, etc. So I'm sure they have like 500 brands on their radar. I'm saying. So. Why do you think they came to you? Um, what were you doing right? Um, I think it was just consistent over a long period of time. It was just con- being consistent in, it was just being very, very consistent in what we were doing. What were uh, you doing? Just releasing, trying to release as regular as possible, trying okay. to, you know, stay in people's faces as much as possible. So I think that's what it is. It's like being consistent. I mean, if you're consistent for a long period of time, you know, you're going to get recognised and stuff like that. It depends. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone, that not work for everyone, but it, it depends. If you're consistent for a long period of time, I'm sure um, you'll get a you get a look in. So yeah, anything comes down to consistency. When you first started, yeah, um, I'm just trying to understand this because I think clothing it itself, I think, is a very in- in interesting industry, mm. um, and everything about it. The question is, you said for you to be relevant, you have to consistently release. Does that oh. mean? You have to manufacture very consistently and have a small amount of units. It can be every, it can be anything. So you don't have to consistently release, but you have to have maybe one capsule collection to start with to kind of, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it has to be in the right people's hands or people need to at least see it. Um, that's first and foremost. People have, have to at least see it or have heard of the name for it to kind of trigger around, to be fair, personally. Some people will start a brand, no one will hear from it for a long time but people would have to have known about it a little bit okay seen it I think now for that to happen yeah I've seen a lot of brands do this they focus heavily on influencer marketing yeah so you'd go to somebody well known who's able to um, brand themselves very well and you're they're also able so their fans would see the clothing that they're wearing and obviously that would be indirect marketing for the brand that they're wearing would you say that's a good strategy? Mm, it depends who, who, who the person is, because it depends. Oh, it depends who the person is, because, I mean, not every big influencer actually has influence. So mm. it all depends who it is, who's wearing it, stuff like that. There's people on, like, 11 million followers, they can, they can wear something or come on the podcast, for instance, and you might not get good views. But then there could be someone with less followers that can come on the podcast and get more views than someone who's as big. So it just depends if who has of who actually has influence influence in terms of the following and stuff. It doesn't have to be a massive following, but who actually has the engagement and stuff like that. Who actually has like people that are actually tied into the person. So I feel like it, uh, it's, it's a tricky one, but it don't really matter who it is. To be fair, mm-hmm. it's just dep- it depends who the person is, how big the person is in terms of like. Who's following them? What? Who's watching their daily activities and stuff? There's like more that. the personality behind the person. Yeah, behind I think, I think okay. the personality plays a big part because you can give it someone of fifty million today, and nothing happens. You can give it someone of one million, and then you get engagement from that. So it just depends on who the person is at that in particular time. Like if it matches your target audience as well. So I think with that, it, it can be a, it can be tricky because um, a couple of years ago that was working for other for other people. I don't know. I never did it, mm-hmm. but just for instance, but. It's not always the case because, I mean, everyone's got short attention spam now. So mm-hmm. no one really scrolls and looks at Instagram no more mm-hmm. like that. So people might not even see it. Mm-hmm. Whereas on TikTok, everyone's on TikTok now. So yeah. 
everyone's attention span on TikTok is top tier, but yeah, on, yeah. Inst- on Instagram now it's tricky because it's, yeah. it's gone. Yeah, Someone yeah. can scroll for like thirty seconds and be like, "Yeah, I'm done." Yeah. And you have a marketing team. Uh, yeah, partly. Yeah, partly. So we we do it. We kind of do everything in house. So yeah, everything we've done from the get go has been in house. The whole thing, okay. the the whole thing, like mm. whole marketing, etc. So yeah, is this your first business? Yeah, first business. First okay. business won't be my last, but yeah. yeah. Obviously, I've got other stuff going on, like business wise and stuff like that. But clothing wise, yeah, this is the first mm-hmm. fashion business. Obviously, I've got other businesses going on at home. So yeah. yeah. But you, you mentioned like obviously not having like a role model or someone that you want to be like. But why did you even start it in the first place? Um, there was no really no reason to be fair. I think at the time um, when the brand came about, my cousin kind of had the idea. Um, at that time was I was just literally just I weren't really doing much of my life at that in particular time because at that time I got released from um, Wimbledon, so. There was like a little rough patch in my life. I just didn't know what to do. What am I doing and stuff like that. And I was going on trials many places. Things weren't really working out. Um, so like it came to a point like I just didn't, I generally didn't know exactly what, what I'm going to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously that came about. So my cousin wanted me to be his business partner. And he said he had a, he wanted to do a clothing brand. Um at the time, I said, if I'm honest with you, I said clothing is not gonna work because obviously at times there's too then. many, yeah, too many. There was too much going on there, yeah. And or even for that, I just automatically I looked at who was who was in the market at the time, and I said, oh, well, how are we gonna even challenge these lot, or how are we gonna even get close to them and stuff like that? I don't think we're I don't think we are, we're gonna be able to do that. And clothing, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a business that I never knew nothing about in general. It was like. This is a bit mad. So for me to go from football to that, I was thinking, Ugh, this is a bit, this is a bit techy. If someone came to me, yeah, start our own agency, that yeah, I'll be on it because I played football. Yeah. yeah. But clothing was it was clothing was a bit of an inch, like it was interesting and in that. But obviously, we, I wasn't. It's not like I was doing anything with my life anyway. Mm. So obviously, I went in. We went in for the kill. I said, all right, cool. You know what? Let's do it. Uh, why not? Etc. So basically, done it because I had nothing going on, but. Prior towards that, anyway, like my contact book was big anyway. Well, like I knew a lot of people. I forgot how many people I kind of knew mm. out of like my local borough and stuff. Like I knew a lot of people. So did he. But mostly, I knew more a lot of a lot of like big people and stuff like that. So I just thought, okay, cool. Like I can be, I might be able to get to certain hands and stuff like that. So personally, that's what it came about. So it wasn't really there was no there was not really no planning behind it and stuff like that. It was just like two heads together, but. I just like it was it was it's one of them things there like it just happened and then from there a lot a lot a lot changed from there to be fair. Would you say that networking is really really important in your journey? Yeah, hundred percent. Networking is key. So even knowing the right people at the right places and keeping contacting with the right people has literally helped me a lot because networking like it don't have to be on social media. Mm-hmm. You have to know people because everyone knows everyone and you never know who someone knows. So I think like networking was definitely key. And I feel like football was definitely key because, like, I met a lot of people like that. I still, I'm still cool now. I might not shout them every day, but I knew a lot of people that knew other people. So it played hand in hand. Is that how the Swahili cousin happened? Nah, nah. Swahili was a different one. Still, that's that's networking as well. <laughs> but that one is a that that one is networking as well. So it's like just knowing the right people at the right time and okay, yeah. 
Was that so? How did that one come about? Swelly. Yeah. Uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give you. I don't want to give that one away too much because yeah. everyone's gonna run to the guy. But okay. one, one of my mates, he's just yeah, he's connected, well connected, he's like he's well connected. Uh, he was meeting Swelly that day. Um, he told me like literally probably like on that day that yeah we're gonna meet Swelly today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like okay. No worries and stuff, but obviously I I, I never doubt him because when he actually says we're gonna meet someone, yeah, it, it, we're gonna actually meet someone. So uh, yeah, met Swaley that day and gave him over the clothes. The rest is history. The rest was history. <laughs> the rest was that was it. The rest was history. The rest was history from there. You just gave it to him. And yeah, basically we went to go meet Swaley. Swaley was in London. Obviously he's doing a tour, mm. stuff like that. Ladi ladi lad, and then um, my mate. Was like, oh yeah, Swaley's gonna be here for a couple of days, so like we're gonna we're gonna. I've been talking. He said he's been talking to them for a while, so we're gonna link them. So I was like, no worries. But obviously, I said, I oh, like, did you tell him that you got some clothes from? He said, yeah, yeah, it's already been sorted. So when we've gone to obviously meet Swaley at the hotel, now obviously Swaley's Matt, he's big, he's mm, big. So huge. when I got there, I was like, right, like okay, cool. This is this is this like I wasn't like starstruck. I was like, oh, different. Yeah, yeah. This is okay. Swaley's here. Yeah, this is weird, isn't it? Not weird, but like so, you know, just another day in it. But he was cool there for a few hours and stuff like that. And then yeah, like obviously my friend obviously did what he needed to do. Swaley, like in terms of like networking, talking and stuff like that. And obviously I handed him over the clothes, spoke to him, um, and then yeah, like. Literally, he was like, okay, yeah, these clothes are dope and stuff like that. And then he asked us if we wanted to come to his show on the Sunday. He would get us in VIP backstage and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, why not? So, literally, um, I was on Instagram the day before the show and he wore, fully paid for his music videos. Or did you ask him to? Nah, didn't ask him to. So, he already wore the brand already Mm. um, on two occasions and stuff like that. So, obviously, when we went behind, like, VIP and that, we met Slim Jim. Slim Jim weren't there that day. But met him that day. He wore the brand, and then um, they tagged it, um, put it on the Instagram story and stuff like that. Like, Sway Lee wore it again on his Instagram for a picture. And all of this is like, yeah, everything was just organic. And since yeah. then, obviously, now I've got contact to actually Sway Lee directly, and then the team and stuff like that. So like now it's like organic now. So I can yeah. hit them up and say, yo, like you know what I'm saying. So yeah. that's how that came about. So that's obviously through that now I've got a relationship now with them. I can go America if I wanted to. I can go America right now. Go link them just like that. Yeah, if I want to. So did that help the brand a lot? Would you say? Yeah, yeah. So obviously it's Swaley wearing it. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So the price goes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the price goes up. Yeah. yeah. So um, no, it was good. It was good because it helped it because it was unexpected. Mm. Swaley wearing fully paid is unexpected out of the world. Yeah. So you're gonna be thinking it, for every, anyone looking at that, it's crazy. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So just another, just another day. When I was planning this episode, that's one of the things that Swaley. I was just like, how does a guy from London meet one of the biggest superstars yeah. in America, mm. work together, and completely propel your business? That was one of the things that I found crazy. Yeah. Then I saw something and I was like, wow. Italy, France, yeah. the yeah. marketing technique there. Yeah. Firstly, were you giving clothes out for free? Secondly, who even thought about, about that strategy in the first place? So like with Italy, I've had like a big following in Italy for like almost like two years now. Maybe actually two, must be hitting two years, a year now, two years. Tangles so fast. Yeah. Um, we've had like big following in Italy for a while. So like 30% of our sales are from Italy. 
Um, so even even where the like first brand to like break record in foot asylum with sales going to Italy, like we're the first brand to do it. You know, so with Italy, I've always had like I feel like I owe them that. So we went there to kind of give clothes for free for them and stuff like that. How did uh, that work? So did you rent out? Uh, so basically, what happened is um, I've because of the brand, I've met some. I've got like some Italian friends now and stuff like that. So what happened is I told him I sent my friend some boxes of clothes. I told him to like meet us up and meet meet us up in Rome with his boys and stuff like that. And I was just gonna gift the guys from Rome because obviously Rome was like one of our highest cities where shipments were going to. That and Milan, but obviously Milan's gonna get saved. Uh, It'll be a big one for Milan, but yeah, this year though. Anyway, we're invited, yeah. VIP. Yeah, we're invited still. <laughs> Milan's a big one. That one there, that one's getting structured right now as we speak. But um, I just told him meet us in Rome. We'll give clothes away and stuff like that because he can speak Italian and stuff. I can't. Mm-hmm. We can't speak Italian, so he was there to help us give the clothes and stuff like that. And then yeah, we did it outside Foot Locker as well. So yeah. Okay, was it just like you guys in person? As yeah, it was, yeah, it was okay. us in what person. What does that do for a brand? It's good, isn't it? Because obviously, like, branding at the end of the day. Okay. Branding. Done it outside Foot Locker as well. So I'm sure Italy Foot Locker know about us by now. Interesting. And the same thing for France? Yeah, with France as well. Um, I've built some good connections there through, like, fully paid and stuff like that with some artists and stuff like that. So, like, I'm actually locked in with a lot of big artists there, like, proper, like, proper, like, proper, like, family now and stuff like that. So with France, again, the same thing as Italy, just giving back to France and the people that support us. Literally, so yeah, man, we're, we're a bit, we're not just one sided UK, we're trying to you know branch out as much as possible. I think there's a story to learn from that because you know? the world yeah, is big, the world is big. Um, there's many people that want to you know be in the mix of UK people and stuff like that. So I feel like once people know that the world is big and it's not all about UK, they'll understand the power of like what we can actually do. So, yeah, would you say it's better to? Invest your time and energy in the market here or look about investing your time and energy everywhere? Everywhere. Everywhere. Because okay. obviously, a snack's a global brand. Yeah. Um, you want to be as global as possible. You want people to know you from different parts of the world. So definitely, like, I'd say everywhere, to be fair. Because, I mean, what's the point of just being, you know, the guy in just one place where you can try and be everywhere? You know what I mean? It's good to be everywhere. It's good for your own self as well, branding and stuff like that. Because yeah, it means that you're growing, you know, if people in other places are messing with you. So it's good to be out of the yeah. bubble. Have you come across anyone wearing fully paid? Like you're just walking without the mask? All the, all the time, all the time. All the time. Ah, that's me. Yeah, all the time, all the time, to be fair. Um, quite a lot. Feels good. Feels good. Actually, <laughs> obviously, before... I never used to, like, before when it first started, I used to see it, but that's because, obviously, that's Hackney, right? So Close. I wasn't, yeah, so I wasn't really, yeah. like, it's like, okay, great, that's nice, but, like, when I started seeing people out of my local environment wearing it, that's when I got more happy and gas because I mean, like, okay, cool, that means it's getting somewhere. Yeah. So when I saw people wearing it, I was like, oh, cool, that's dope, and stuff like that, but now it's just, like, normal, like, just another day. Have you had any offers to sell the company? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, people have asked, people have asked, people have asked, people have always, people always asked, but you know, people just talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've had, we've had time, yeah, definitely, yeah, we've had times with people <laughs> asked, <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah, we've had people ask, yeah, all, 
many times, many times. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Fair enough. I think there's a lot of misconception uh, behind running a clothing brand. Like, I don't know, um, but you being very successful now, mm. a lot of people will think things about uh, running a clothing brand is very easy because all you do is you go and you source material from X, Y, and Z, mm. you sell it on a platform, you make a lot of money, you just pay off um, whatever you need to pay off and you're in profit all the time. Nah. What's the common misconception that you would say? Um, it's not always what it looks like, you know. But obviously, before coming to business anyway, I just thought, yeah, you just sell, make money, keep that, like, yeah, keep it stepping. Um, I didn't really know much about VAT. <laughs> so... <laughs> when I came in the clothing game I've, I've gone to a factory in UK And they've done t-shirts And they've added like 20% And extra money It's like why is the extra money here Like yeah. I've paid the money Like what is this yeah. 20% And I realised That's when I learned about VAT There and there Like yeah You have to 20% VAT Can you claim it back now? Yeah I'm claiming it back Every penny 1p, <laughs> 2p, 3p I'm taking it back I don't give a heck yeah, um, yeah. But yeah Clothing I feel like People <clears throat> This is for anyone anyway starting a business. I feel like people should definitely look into like the tax stuff before you get there because things in business can change very quick. So you can make X amount of money very fast in one year and then you're in the tax bracket, VAT bracket, and you're going to have to pay VAT every three months. So yeah, I feel like people need to look into more the logistics of business and stuff like that before that they just feel like yeah we're gonna sell this and sell that because yeah that's profit because it's not really profit it's not profit like it's, it's, have you considered moving to Dubai? Yeah, many times. <laughs> many times. Company so you don't get <laughs> many times. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the Dubai way. every day. <laughs> I think about Dubai every day. But um, yeah, that's what I'll say. Like literally, I think people need to really, really look into the logistics of how before yeah. they even start any sort of business because the tax is heavy in this country because you've got to pay the corporation tax. Then you've got to pay VAT. And then when your stuff yeah. is coming from wherever it's coming from, you've got to pay customs. So mm. something to think about. What's something that you would say you would do differently if you could go back now? Um, don't, you don't need to give every gem away, but you can give me one. If I could go back, I would. Um, I would. St- I would like to start with a budget, but then again, I, I'm happy that we didn't start with a budget because who knows? We're we talking not, about a marketing budget here. Yeah, like money, like startup cost and stuff like that. I would have wished we had like the budget to start with, but then again, I'm happy we didn't because we could have blew all the money and yeah. that's it. The money could have went left. Um, but if I could go back, to be fair, I, wouldn't, I don't think I'll change anything, to be fair. I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything at all. I wouldn't change anything at all. I feel like um, business and life is just, you have to live and learn. So you're always learning. So there's nothing, there'll be nothing I would want to change because without that, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So... There'd be nothing I would want to change if I was going to go back. It would be hard to, for me to say, pinpoint, like, what, what, what would I change and stuff like that. No, very hard and difficult. You must have learned from the conversation that we just had, you must yeah. have learned a lot of hard business lessons. Yeah, very hard business lessons, serious ones. So, What's one of them? Um, one of them was, like, when we manufactured out of UK for the first time, a shipment came in from Pakistan for some tracksuits, the first ever tracksuits we ever released, and then... Um, you know, the, the delivery was taking very long. Mm-hmm. Um, all this time, it was stuck in customs. I didn't know what customs was. Yeah. I had no clue. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, each day it's in customs. You have to pay a fee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember getting a number. I called up and I was like, "Oh, like where's the stuff? I'm waiting for my clothes." And they're like, "Yeah, you have to pay 
a certain amount of customs fee but I was like what's that I've already paid for my delivery that's when I did my research and stuff like that into like what's customs duty so yeah that one was was a big one because I was thinking I never knew anything about customs so yeah that was the first time when I knew business was actually real yeah like yeah I knew like from there wow this is crazy stuff but yeah, yeah. what's this I've already paid for my goods just give me my clothes yeah, <laughs> but yeah it's like with, with business there's no set curriculum you know, you know no. when you go to school it's like okay you need to learn this 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 yeah, yeah. to pass but business is like I've done everything I thought I needed to <laughs> wait but I need to do this as well yeah, yeah so I think that was like the first one I was like wow and then um, another time where like during COVID period um, we put in an order for clothes and we couldn't get it yeah and we had no, we were basically low on stock. Um, and COVID happened like so fast and everything happened so quick. And then like, we we couldn't, we literally couldn't get no clothes into the country. So we had a little bit of clothes left, but it was gone. It would have been, it, it, it didn't last us. And there was a long period of time we had no stock. We just had hats. And um, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was not good. It was proper. Like, Did you think it would just shut down? Yeah, at that point, I wanted everything to. I just wanted everything to shut down. Luckily, we had no high overheads. We didn't have no high overheads. But at that period of time, it was like one of the most challenging things because I was thinking, okay, we can only sell hats. So obviously, we pushed the hats. We made money. We made whatever we need to make every month. But I was thinking, like, we actually generally can't get clothes. And when are we going to be able to get clothes into the country? That was the yeah. main thing as well. And then. Um, then on top of that as well, we had we booked Box Park at the time for a pop-up shop. That was obviously in July, but obviously COVID happened earlier. So I was thinking, damn, like we can't even get our money back from this. So yeah. like, what are we going to do? Um, and then obviously, um, yeah, at the end, the clothes did come, but there was another problem as well when the clothes come. It wasn't everything. Oh, another issue. So that was another issue. So yeah. then now we're, we have stock. Yeah. Well, we're short of stock again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we went Box Park We didn't have enough Of our stock That we wanted to have um, The manufacturer At the time You know He kept sending clothes And drips and drabs And I mean At that in particular time it Now it was It was hitting towards The winter festival-ish Like August and that yeah. And um, Yeah like We didn't get all of our stuff We needed And then when he did send Some of the winter stuff It was short again um, And then I was asking him then Like what's the problem What's going on Like where's half our stuff And then yeah, that was the first time I wrote. Like it was, that was a real challenging time because he 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 did he did a run over six k. Oh, yeah. Mm. So at the, at the in particular time with everything he owed us, it was like six thousand pound, um, and like there was no way of us getting it back because obviously when I did the calculation, I was like, okay, there's six thousand pound worth of stock still missing. We don't have it. Mm. Like, what are we gonna do? And when we were speaking to him, just every day was another excuse and stuff like that. Until like everything just went quiet, it just didn't reply. Everything went blank. Um, we couldn't get the money back because we didn't pay through PayPal, pay through the bank, and it was just it was headache. It was it was headache. So that was six six k down the drain. Oh wow! Yeah, that we couldn't get. Um, so I think that's a lesson in in, in terms of uh, manufacturers and getting the right one. Yeah, getting um, the right manufacturer, making sure the pay the terms and condition with paying is correct and stuff like that. Because obviously at the time we was just paying manufacturers. We didn't have nothing in place of like signing this and that um, terms where 50-50 or whatever, whatever, like terms. There was no terms. We're just paying that. Whereas now it's a bit different. We could, that, would, that would not happen now. Impossible. Like, you guys uh, travel um, to the manufacturers and see them? At, at that time, we didn't. This is in Pakistan. We didn't go there. How about now? Yeah, we're, we're, we're there when we need to be there. We can get there quick. So. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. private jet settings. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Shout out Steve, man. Shout out Steve. But yeah, at that time was, yeah. So it's easy for us now to get to the manufacturers and stuff like that. I feel like it's key to get be able to meet our manufacturers face to face. So, yeah. That's good, man. And you're doing very well. You're doing yeah, very, very we're well. We're trying, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. And I wanted to ask, actually, because um, one of your friends is here today. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know with people doing well, yeah, you also get a lot of resent. Yeah, of course, every day. Um, yeah, we do. people treat you different every day because where you are in life or whatever. But I always, like, I'm always smart. I'm, I'm always in the mix with, like, people I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always keeping the same people around me. Um, I haven't really changed. My friendship hasn't changed, no matter what. I've got friends from like primary school, nursery. We might not speak every day, but yeah, we're cool and stuff. So like, I'm always got. I know like my real friends, and I know who's around. So like, yeah, I always try and keep them around as much as possible. Because at the end of the day, when all said and done, that's who. Yeah. That's so definitely, yeah. yeah. Imagine you have your actual circle around you. Yeah. yeah. And you, you've now blown up and you're, you're now doing very, very well. Yeah. One of them becomes resentful. One of them starts showing hate. What do you do to them? Well, not physically, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you do to them? There's not much to do. You just have to, you just have to keep it moving. Uh, so you cut them off? Yeah, you have to. I guess you have to. You have to cut them off. Has yeah. it happened? Nah. Nah. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I have a quick question, personal. Is it personal to me that like yeah, I'm yeah. intrigued to know? Um, so, first of all, you're working full time or fully paid? Yeah, yeah, full time, fully um, paid. The question that I had is, you know, when you have like a, a business account and you're getting like money coming in, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's very difficult for you to dis. Like for me, um, with okay, we're gonna get a bit more deep here. Um, so, like when when I have like a business account and there's money coming in there. Yeah. It's very hard for me to say, okay, I'm taking this portion for myself as a salary. Because mm. for me, it's just like, grow, 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 keep it growing. Like, yeah, yeah. how do you find that balance of taking money for you to actually live and reinvesting the money back into your business? Um, pretty easy, to be fair. Like, I'm not, I work out my expenses a month, my personal life. Yeah. Um, with and so I'll work that out. So whatever that comes up to, yeah. that will obviously be in account, taken in account. And then whatever I think I can live off, take that portion. Then I'll take that portion. Okay. So I'm pretty much strict with it. I don't go overboard. I'm pretty yeah. much slick with. Okay. I know how much comes out my personal bank every month. So mm-hmm. that's covered by this. And then yeah. how much I can do this. What can I do this in that month? Where am I going and stuff like that? But I always keep it the same amount. I'll never take anything that doesn't need taking because there's no point in me taking lump sum yeah. of money just to sit in my personal account just to do what just for it Tax. to look just for it to look nice yeah, like, yeah. no point so yeah. I try and like keep it as sweet as possible because I don't really need much in life apart from me paying my bills and maybe going on holiday here and there there's not really much that needs to be done to be fair you sound like you have um, a very interesting relationship with money yeah. In the sense where you, what, what's, how would you describe your relationship with money? Money's money, to be fair. Like, it's not really like, I don't really, I'm not a slave to money. I know money can go and come. You can make money today, you can lose it tomorrow. I'm not a slave of money. It's just a piece of paper, to be honest with you. So, if anything, I don't really have a relationship with money. It's more like I know what, 
what I need to use the money for and stuff like that. So um, I'll never be a slave to money. Do you have things sense. that you like constantly buy over and over and over again? Because I know myself, um, until very recently, I was into clothes. Yeah. Every two minutes, I just want a new <laughs> pair of this, a new pair of that. I want this shirt, that shirt. Yeah. I used to love football shirts. Every shirt that comes out, I want it. Buy it. Trainers, to be fair. But that's been me from a long time. Like, I love trainers. Mm-hmm. Like, just buy trainers. Even from before, like even if I had nothing much, I'll just buy trainers. Yeah. Trainers are something I've always loved in it since I was young. So I'll just buy, 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 buy trainers. So trainers are something I always buy. No matter what, I'll buy trainers. But that's the main thing. That's the main thing, just okay. trainers. Takeaway trainers are not much, but trainers is, yeah, trainers, 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 trainers. Other than that, you re- reinvest a lot of your money that you're making. In, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Why has Felipe not got trainers? Soon, soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Someone said that before. But yeah, you never know. You might see one in winter. You might see one soon. Who knows? You might see one in a month. You never know. We might even have one there. Interesting. Mysterious. But no, nah, that's a good question. I don't know, to be fair. Soon, though. Who knows? Who we'll knows? Who knows? But trainers, is a, it's a, it's, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mr. Philippe Payne, I wanted to ask you one more question re- on. regarding the actual business. Yeah. I think a lot of us right here, um, we're very interested in... The business side of what you do, yeah, and also business in general, and what we want to do and what we want to yeah. promote. Um, do you think you're a role model? I don't know. You know, I would like to say I am. Yeah. When you go back to the end, yeah. Do people see you as a role model? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, what I mean, because where it is with me, I'm proper. Like I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not really a, a waste man. Like in terms of like, I don't act like a waste man to people in my mm-hmm. area. Like especially people younger than me. Like I always try and like ask the young people like what they're doing with themselves and stuff like that like even I've given many young people opportunities I just don't need to put it on air don't really care that's like my job like I've I've come into this game to like help people out um as far as I'm here to help people out I feel like my mission in life is kind of completed because I'm like I'm here to change people's lives like so like I kind of always talk to them and try and ask them questions to make them think and always try and give them the best advice as possible because I know what it's like in general so I'm not the type of guys to go somewhere and say, oh yeah, what you're doing is wrong. Da, 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 da. I try and understand why you're doing it. What's the reason? If there's a solution yeah. or like, what can we do to like kind of channel your brain to another path? So yeah, like I hope they do see me as a role model, but I always trying to like, I always talk to them. Whenever I see them, I talk to them. I, I give out a lot of free clothes to some young people in my area, like, you know, without taking no money. With the like, value though. No, no, they know, they know, isn't they? I <laughs> they don't need to wear the value of them, they know already. So, I try and like the young generation and stuff like that, I try and look after them as much as possible because obviously they're like the next big thing and stuff like that. And I try and give, I try and show them another perspective of life, you know, because I feel like some, a lot of people are used to seeing, you know, sometimes they might see the odd footballers or musician make it out in the area or stuff like that. Um, but you know, when growing up. I never come across anyone in business when I was growing up in my world. Like I just mm-hmm. never. Um, however, maybe I did bump into one or two, but I just never knew what they were doing. Whereas, like you know, they're used to seeing you know a lot of illegal stuff. So it's good to obviously talk to them sometimes because at least they can see a way out. A way out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? There's people that's made it out, you know, through other stuff. So it's good for them to see a different perspective of life. Because sometimes I feel like when you're in the bubble you can get caught up and that's all you're seeing which is like i can understand why mm-hmm. so yeah always I'm, I'm always cool with everyone i'm always i'm always sound I always look out for them 
they need anything, they know who to call and stuff like that. I always try and help people out as much as possible. I remember we had a conversation um, with somebody, Grinnell, and um, similar situation. Mm. He came from the hood. He came from like Northwest London and so on and so forth. Yeah. And he completely changed his life and became a photographer. Okay. And then recently just done the World Cup in Qatar. Dope. Um, and he was saying how he was from one area of the woods mm. uh, in North London and the other side, obviously, he could never travel to. Yeah, yeah. But um, when, once he started becoming a photographer, um, he would go to the other side and start shooting videos for X, Y, and Z, and he became the cool guy. Yeah. And, he, and he, what he said was, his camera became a passport. Yeah. With you, would you say that those ties go from one side to the other, in the sense where because you're, you've developed what you've developed, yeah. you're able to go to other areas of London yeah, and yeah. inspire other people. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. That, you know, there's certain places in London where people don't want to go to and stuff like that, but because of fully paid, I can literally go there, I can talk to them and stuff like that, I can understand what's really going on. And, you know, I've dealt with some, yeah, some some nutheads, some nutheads. <laughs> They don't move like that to me because I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a businessman and I can understand. But also, so they look at me a bit differently because I'm not a threat to them. If you understand, so it's always good to kind of understand people. I feel like people get overlooked a lot in UK. So cool. The next part of this is mm. we do something called the quick fire round. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna ask you a few questions. Yeah. And I just want your honest answer straight away. Honest, cool. Cool. What does the future of Philly Paid look like? It looks bright. As far as like, if we keep the fire burning and as long as we keep dreaming, it looks bright. I mean, it's in our hands to either keep dreaming or thing. So where, whatever happens anyway, we're, we're never in a losing position because we started this with 400 pound, 500 pound, um, whatever the company's valued at now, whatever it is. So we're never kind of, we're never in a losing position. So the future is always bright regardless what happens. What drives you? What drives me? Uh, a lot of things drive me. A lot. So I'll say my mum, sisters, family really, friends as well. So yeah, they, they're like, you know, the main people. I'll say mum and sisters drive me a lot. What is one achievement that you're working really hard to achieve? Um, to move my mum back home. I think that's like one of the, that's one of like my main. What was that, sorry? To move my mum, my mum back home. Oh, okay. That's like one of my main, my main, that number one target. Once I've done that, I think I've accomplished what I've done in life. Finished. That's it. What would you like to be remembered for? Um, what are Just imagine you've died now. Yeah. What would you like to be remembered for? Um, deep one in it. Deep one. Like, <laughs> no, I don't know what I'd be remembered for. That. I'll leave that for the public. I don't know. What would you like to be remembered for? Um, just a guy that helped a lot of people. You know, just a nice guy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that that comes about the whole conversation. To be fair. Yeah. Um, we have two other things. There's a camera right there. Yeah. Okay. And what we do is, mm-hmm. we, every guest that comes on, we do this. Mm. That camera here on the right that hand side. There, that one there. Yeah. I want you to look straight into the camera. Yeah. And either give an advice to the people watching right now okay. or ask them a question. Um, advice. Ooh. Ask them a question. That's a, tr- that's a tricky one. Whichever one you want. 
uh, advice I'll give. Okay, advice I'll say, um, kids, anyone watching, stay in school, stay focused, don't get drawn out, and um, just be yourself. Literally, that's what I have to say in a summary. Nice and simple. Nice and simple. <laughs> Not too much. Splendid. Cool. Then there's one last thing, and yeah. uh, we do this at the end of every single episode that we do uh, in terms of when we have any guests coming on. Yeah. And that's we have a little game at the end. Uh, okay, <laughs> general knowledge game. General knowledge, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is what we have, yeah? We've got 20 questions Yeah. in two minutes. All right, cool, go on. Top of the league right now, we've got, I forgot who it is actually, but I think it's at 14 or 15. That's Bruno, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 correct answers out of the 20 in two minutes. Damn. Then I think at bottom of the league, we've got Nasa at five. All right, four. cool. Okay, <laughs> so if you want, you want to be in between that, yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you 20 questions in two minutes. Anyone, I want the timer. Timer on. Let's go. Cool. Tell me when to start. Cool. What's the seventh planet from the sun? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just say skip if you don't know. I'm skipping that. Yeah. I don't have a clue. Who wrote Macbeth? Oh. Um, J.K. Rowling's. <laughs> <laughs> What's the capital of Scotland? Glasgow. Edinburgh. What? Is, that, is it? Uh, yeah. No Which way. Which animal stripes are on its skin as well as the fur? Zebra. Tiger. How many eyes do caterpillars have? Just say skip if you don't know. Skip, skip. What's the tallest building in the world? Burj Khalifa. Well done. Uh, what was the third club Cristiano Ronaldo played for? Third club? Yeah. If you don't know, skip. Um, wait, 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 wait. No, don't skip yet. Don't skip yet. Man United. No, Real Madrid. What's no, third, the third club? Third club. Because you've got Sporting, Man United, then Real Madrid. <gasps> What's, what is the symbol for gold in the periodic table? Uh, next, next. next. <laughs> <laughs> France beat in the 2000 Euro final to win the Euros. Go back in. Who did France beat in the 2000 Euro final to win the Euros? If you don't know, skip. I'll definitely remember it. It's like it's in my head. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I believe you. <laughs> he gave free clothes. Italy. Italy. Uh, Correct. In what year did the Second World War start? Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> Which movie franchise did the phrase may the odds be ever in the favor, in your favor? Skip. Skip. What was the third country to get the atomic bomb? Huh? Skip. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> Which country is famous for the fast food chain Jollibee? Jollibee. Uh, um, I don't know. I see the buy in it. No, uh, Philippines. What does a micron measure? Skip that. What is the number one seller at Walmart? Ah, oh, I've read the book on the guy as well. Time. Oh. I'm not gonna lie, those are hard questions. Yeah, tough. <laughs> to be fair, no, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> real with you. It wasn't me this the time. First, it? I, you know what? I was like, let me do what's the world's tallest building to give you a bit of. Yeah. No that that was hard. We needed that. <laughs> poor man, poor man, poor. But Cristiano, no. you know, as I, for, I forgot because I forgot he was at Sporting. I thought he went from Man United to Real Madrid to Man United to Real Madrid. Yeah. To Juve. Oh, yeah, he played for Juve as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's played for so many Mr. clubs. Mr. Felipe, Mr. Felipe, thank you ever so much for your time nah, today. Thanks. Um, thank we you really guys. appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Man. Um, yeah, man. 
thank you. That's and that. What we say usually at the end is, yeah, he looks at the camera and he says... I think you should do it this week. I don't remember. I don't even know it myself. Thank you so much, guys. Which camera? Must be that one. And uh, make sure to tune in next time. Take care of your family. Bye-bye. Peace.